It's the spookiest time of year once more with bats and goblins and pumpkins and all those things here on Red Pages Podcast. Welcome to episode 155 of the Dread Pages Bloodcast. It's my only get to do that like twice a year now since we only do two episodes a month. Hey, no one is stopping you. No, because as soon as we get to (laughs) November, well, this year, so this year I've been saying Dread Pages instead of Dead Pages just to, to switch it up, but we, I don't think we get to. I guess this only this joke would only make sense in America because you already had your Canadian Thanksgiving, so November yep. is not Thanksgiving month. Because I say we usually become the Fed Pages podcast for November. I'm not going to stop making uh, pumpkin pie. Yeah, well, pumpkins are a October. <laughs> I would say pumpkins are really a September through the end of November. Uh, gourd. That's me. That's um, festive. Festive gourd season spans from September, early to mid-September until the end of November. I saved a can and uh, made one in June this year. A can of pumpkin? Yep. Can of gonna... pumpkin. Okay. See, I know that you mean like a, a can of pumpkin puree, but <laughs> I it's funnier if I imagine that you like took a whole pumpkin and stuffed it into a can and canned it yourself. Yep. Uh, yeah, and just... if uh, if if the meat is bad, the the canning machine turns it into good meat because when it is uh, transformed, it drops the the rotten tag. I hmm. this, this is a reference this is a, to some game. This is a net hack joke. Okay. You can can rotten meat to make it edible. It just forgets to be rotten. Can you not eat rotten meat in net hack? Oh, you can, but you get sick and you will probably die. Okay, that's that's also true. <laughs> that's also true of uh, Boktai too. Solar Boy Django is you could let meat rot and then you can still eat it, but it will just make you sick and you'll probably die. Hmm. Clearly, the, drawing Minecraft. a direct inspiration from its immediate stylistic and genre predecessor. Net In real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. You can anyway. cook rotten meat and then it becomes uh, cooked meat in real life. I'm your host, Gord. Yeah, I'm Justin, and we're coming at you again from the pump bunker, pump pumpkin gur. Okay, this joke is not working. Uh, on to the next thing. <laughs> Keep trying. Pump- pumpkin and bunker have the same cadence to them, but they don't actually share any of the letters in common, really. Uh, almost any, uh, as I learned only halfway through trying to make that joke work. You can say pumpkin bunk. Dang. Pumpkin bunker. This just, is got just a new, not five times got fast. A new tongue twister. <laughs> uh, pump, what, pumpkin, bumpkin. What is your uh, what are your haps? This I've been regretting the, the coronavirus destroying the fall because the fall is my favorite season, and I like to do things like go to Linvilla Orchards uh, and walk around Pumpkin Land and get the good. Fresh fall foods. Also in LA, there are no seasons. It's still 90 (laughs) degrees here like it has been. Uh, It sucks. Um, But like, I don't even have the pleasure of knowing that pumpkin land and such are existing in their normal state in the place where I used to live. I think they're still set up. You can still go and they're like social distancing, but it's not the same. Mm. Um, It was just a big orchard you could pick your own pumpkins you could do uh, there were hay rides all that good stuff all that good stuff that you could only do during festive gourd season how festive are you gourd hey <laughs> yeah i uh, I, uh it's, it, it's in the name um we uh maggie baked the turkey and then we ate the turkey had some pie as well some pumpkin pie um, I'm not a big pumpkin pie person. I'm always oh, more I of a pecan am. pie person. I'm really into cinnamon, 
and pumpkin okay. pie traditionally has a bunch of cinnamon in it. Apparently, also, so does Coca-Cola. Also, it's delicious. I learned oh, that, that's one, weird. that cinnamon is like one of the primary flavors in Coca-Cola. I need to process that. I'll do that later. Yeah. <laughs> like, I um, would not have described Coca-Cola as a cinnamon beverage, but I was looking up the recipe, and apparently it's it's in there. Anyway, so you had a, you had a good Thanksgiving? Did um, you have a? Did you have anyone over, or was it just your family? Or did you have like just, a, a bubble of people that were allowed? Just immediate family. Mm. It's a it's a little smaller than usual, but uh, um, tis the season. The season of the plague. Yep. The season of the witch. This is the dawning of. Wait, hang on. I think I messed it up. The season of Corona. Close, 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 but no cigar. <laughs> also, you, also, the melody was very off. As much effort as I'm putting into that one. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you have you done any any cool haps? Um, the Mountain Goats released a new song. They're uh, slowly releasing tracks from uh, their upcoming album, and uh, this one was called "Get Famous." And then uh, since I wrote that in the the, the the haps category of the document i think they've released two more since then um most re- most recently picture of my dress um anyway i i'm uh, i'm eager to hear more off of that album um that's uh this is this is this is haps in uh the year where nobody leaves their houses i guess that's not true where i don't leave my house I had I had company today. I don't know about you, but the virus is over. Our president said so. Oh yeah, yeah. Our <laughs> uh, our our premier uh, is under the same impression. Yeah, it's the truth. He is Science surprised that the so. numbers went back up. If all uh, if only this had been predicted. Yeah. Um, watched some movies. Watched some TV shows. Uh, the Owl House is really good. Um, I don't know what that is. Is that a TV show or a movie? That's a TV show. It's a cartoon. Okay. And Amphibia is also pretty good. Probably is that not also a TV show? As good. Uh, yes, it is also a cartoon. Yeah, these are like... Um, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're getting more into shows that we can watch while our kids are awake. Um, and these are, uh, these are both things that engage us and our kids at the same time. Okay, I was gonna I was gonna say like like Reservoir Dogs the TV show, but <laughs> a... I don't I don't think there is a Reservoir Dogs TV show. Uh, uh, Paw Patrol is just uh, a remake. See, they made all the models for Reservoir Dogs. You know, okay. all, all of the all of the dogs in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, all 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 that kibble that they had to model. Yeah, uh, Enola. Is a um, um, Enola Gay? Enola Holmes. Okay. It's a movie about uh, Sherlock Holmes's uh, feisty younger sister. Who... I also have Sherlock Holmes content to discuss this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have, get there. Have you seen Enola? I have not. I've heard that it has Mycroft Holmes in it, the, the superior Holmes, <laughs> but that he is a, a bit of a jerk. I mean, I think he's been a jerk in all of the cases I've seen him in, in all the instances. What not, he's in not in the not in the book. No, he's just lazy. Hmm. Um, he's he's smarter than Sherlock Holmes. Like that's his thing is that he is much smarter and better at deduction than Sherlock Holmes in the stories. But huh. he doesn't like doing detective work and is lazy, so he doesn't <laughs> actually get around to doing anything. Wow, he worked. I think he works for Scotland Yard. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, the the funniest thing about him is that he he took that uh, joke that um, Groucho Marx joke about not wanting to join any club that would have me joke mm-hmm. seriously and started his own club in that London. Was Oscar Wilde. Where uh, you was it was it Oscar Wilde? Wow. Groucho Marx said that. Anyway, he started a club where uh, you could join everyone who joined. It was just like a room full of easy chairs and fireplaces, and it was forbidden to ever speak to anybody who was a member. 
<laughs> like you went and you would sit there silently and like read your newspaper and it was a club for people who are misanthropes. Yep, that sounds like Minecraft. Yep, and I was like, oh, that's a very funny joke. That's <laughs> I'm glad that that is canon. Half. Um, it, uh, I was interested to find out that there is a, is a line, there's a moving target, there's a limit, uh, for which Sherlock Holmes stories are in the public domain. And, uh, the, the estate is making the argument that Enola Holmes is, uh, infringing on their remaining, uh, what is that, copyright? Because Sherlock is, uh presented as having emotions at all which is oh yeah i heard that and it is absolutely ridiculous legal argument it is yeah um but apparently there are some the 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 latter bit of the books the the latter works have him uh uh, emoting more um yeah that's that's not a i i'm i've read about that and i am absolutely certain that that is not going to be a case that they are going to be able to sustain <laughs> well that's good but uh it, it I, mean, is I, weird I can't know like a... for sure but i am personally certain it is weird that there's just this this fracture in the in the works um yeah i think the last 10 of them are the last 10 short stories are still technically in a uh, copyright are those gonna like pop off one at a time um, I don't know if it will be, I mean, it depends on what year they were written, right? Yeah. They weren't all written in the same year. So, did you enjoy this movie? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Mm. All right. Um, some other stuff. Um, Weathering With You is, of course, good. Um, yeah, I, I think. Hadn't d- seen I, it. I, uh, did, were you surprised that this is a sequel to Your Name? Is it? Yes. Did you watch this movie? <laughs> yeah. It had the character, like the characters from Your Name, were in this movie. Oh, it's been a long time since I watched Your Name. Yeah, they go to um, Taki's house, and they like hang out with him and his grandmother, and then oh. he buy, and uh, what's her name? They buy uh, like a he the kid. What's the the kid who the main character of this movie whose name I'm forgetting? Buys a like necklace or something from the mall from uh, the main character, the the female main character from your name. Okay, all right, that's cool. I should it's watch like, these back to back. Yeah, I mean, it's they're like the one of them is like a minor cameo, but one of them like has a substantial scene, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's set before they meet at the end of your name, but after they're both adults. Mm-hmm. But like obviously Tokyo is not flooded at the end of your name. So <laughs> boy, this did this movie seem like super pessimistic to you when it was just like, ah, oh, we should just like accept climate change is inevitable and do nothing about it. Mm. Did you get that impression? Um just seemed defeatist. I guess so. I thought it was more of a warning. Like, yeah, this is just gonna be reality unless But he could have he could have not had that happen right he could have just like let it go and there would it wouldn't have flooded the entire country but he chose to let tokyo flood to save his girlfriend hmm. anyway um there was an interview where they were like yeah it's gonna be hard to make a sequel to this now that tokyo is flooded so we'll see what the next movie is <laughs> hmm. uh, my, my last thing uh my last hap is that uh, in the Imagination Discord server, there's uh, there's some, some really exciting stuff going on. Um, Imagination was a uh, catch em and fight em, uh It was a trading card game. Yeah. Uh, and m- most importantly to me, uh, a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, which was, uh, a, which was a based on the card game, right? They were... Uh, it was a simultaneous launch, those and the anime. It was it was like they were making a Pokemon. They were making a a, a, a franchise uh, with arms. They were trying to make a multimedia franchise. Yeah. Like everything is trying to be now. Mm. Um, and uh, they were poised to take over for when uh, 
when interest in Pokemon waned, uh, which just didn't happen. And yeah. I think well, so was Digimon, right? Mm, Digimon was a contender for a while. I feel like Digimon is still popular. Huh. Like right. I, I see tweets on Twitter about Digimon surprisingly mm. often. There's also Yu-Gi-Oh. I feel like and I then... also see. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't wasn't a multimedia like all-encompassing franchise the way that Pokemon consu- is is trading card like, game anime series um, right right video that's, games. that's it it was yeah but the video games were just adaptations of the card game hmm. like there weren't Yu-Gi-Oh games that were not just playing the card game right anyway Boy, the card game <laughs> card game is uh not a very good game yeah, I've uh, certainly heard that, and there were uh, there were some there's some. Uh... That's not to say it's not fun to play at times, but uh, they they were handicapped by all of the cards being designed by a manga writer who was <laughs> designing them to do whatever the plot needed to do, not to be a game that he expected anybody to play. And then they decided to make an actual card game. They were like, "Crap! Well, like we have to make the cards do what they do in the oh, show." Is that how it happened? Yeah. Well, I think I that's why you just have no balance in those early sets at all. Being too literal, that's what you get. Um, so there's a, there's still a, a a small but passionate community <laughs> based around Magination, uh, and uh, in in the server there's a, a a channel specifically for the the video games, um, and uh, there's been some activity. Um, using some debug tools and some uh, uh, disassembly tools to uh, work out. Uh, Didn't one of the devs provide some of those tools or something? Um, I don't think so. One of the devs said, yeah, the the uh, people were looking for um, a couple of the monsters that I required to uh, craft some of the monsters that are craftable in the game, but the component monsters just are not in there anywhere. Uh, and a dev um, came into a, a Facebook thread and said, uh, our bad. We It was like a week to launch and we were scrambling and that, those just didn't go in. Uh, so oh, one exciting yeah. uh, uh, thing that has happened is that somebody... Uh, uh, made a patch that just drops those guys back in, uh, and it was exciting to to be there while that was developing. Um, and now somebody else has come in and is is going through all of the assembly line by line and figuring out what everything does, um, which is exciting. Speaking of assembly, I was just reading about. That Roller Coaster Tycoon apparently was uh, entirely written in assembly. Whoa. And that's why it has been so easy to port to every single platform on the planet. Ha. Well, Which, okay. like, makes sense, right? Like, it was just written in machine code. Like, that machine code not does not change. Hmm. Something like that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> if you want it to be really impressive, write everything in binary. Well, I know that Mother 2 and Mother 3 were both written in assembly, which it makes me wonder why Nintendo hasn't ported Mother 3 to anything if it's so easy. <laughs> anyway, any other any other haps? That's about it for now. How about you? Yeah, um, I watched a couple TV shows. I taught a bunch of classes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've done haps more recently than you have. Uh, I, I watched some movies. I watched... Uh, the first two seasons, which are, I guess, the only two seasons of The Boys mm-hmm. on Amazon, I guess. Only? Uh, is it done? On, yeah, it's on. A, it's an Amazon Prime exclusive. Hmm. Um, and I'm an Amazon Prime leech, so I had access to it. On on Matt Matt's recommendation, Matt was, I guess, really into The Boys. And uh, it was pretty good. I, I would say I enjoyed it. I think that Watchmen was better, the Watchmen yeah. show. The Watchmen show felt like, even though they didn't had a different subject matter, they were trying to deal with the same sorts of big ideas around uh, racism and white supremacy in the United States, uh, both currently and historically. 
mm-hmm. and I think Watchmen did a much better ver- a much better uh, job of it. Not that the boys was bad. I just felt like Watchmen was better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I like Billy Joel, so I liked the boys. Um, I started to watch uh, the second season of Nosferatu, which is uh, this adaptation of the Joe Hill novel. Um, not digging it the way that I really liked season one. I haven't gotten through it. I will finish it just because, yeah, you know, I want to see how the story ties up. But there's something about it that feels less engaging to me, and I can't put my finger on what it is. Hmm. Um, I have made it about halfway similarly through The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix, which is the follow-up season... Not, I guess not follow-up season, follow-up series to The Haunting of Hill House, which is arguably the best thing that Netflix has ever made. Like, hmm. out of all of their stuff. It's either that or BoJack Horseman. And I know you didn't like BoJack Horseman, <laughs> so... Um, Haunting of Hill House is just, like, an artistic achievement by director, writer-director Mark, Mike Flatigan, who I really like everything I've seen from him. He's done a bunch of stuff that I like. Um, and so I was really excited for The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is based on uh, The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, which I read when I was, I don't know, in college as a freshman or something. And I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. But I was like, you know, it's an adaptation. It's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hewing very close to that novel in terms of the broad plot strokes. Whereas Hill House resembled the original Hill House novel almost basically not at all. Um, it took the name and the names of the characters and nothing else. It was entirely mm-hmm. uh, an original story for all major intents and purposes. As far as I could tell anyway. Um so, I do not love The Haunting of Bly Manor. It is good. I don't think it's great. And I think part of that is because uh, with the first first series, Mike Flanagan wrote and directed and then even edited some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. With this season, he wrote and directed the first episode and then bounced and every other episode is somebody else. It's not even the same director for uh, the rest of the season. It's each one is handed off to another person. Um. And Mike Flanagan is what I showed up for. He, even when he is making something that I don't love, he's got an incredible eye for cinematography. He understands exactly where to put the camera and how to line up the shot. And it's just, it's just missing that. It's not bad. I mean, I just, I just, it's, it's, it's lacking in some fundamental way. Mm-hmm. And that is a disappointment to me because I was very excited about the uh, the show finally being here. But that's not to say don't watch it, but absolutely watch The Haunting of Hill House if you haven't. That's that's the real money. Right. Um, if you haven't, especially for Halloween. Neither of these shows, I think, are scary. Hill House is maybe a little scarier... This one doesn't feel like it is at all trying to be frightening. And I think that it actually would have been improved if it didn't have any supernatural elements to it. Hmm. Because I, the stuff that I'm enjoying is nothing to do with any of the ghosts that exist in this story. Of which I think it would have just been better if it had been a straight show about people. Um, and then I watched two movies. Uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a Quentin Tarantino flick. I watched that. I showed it to my class uh, for a unit we're doing about Hollywood in Los Angeles uh, so that they would, you know, learn <laughs> something about the Manson family murders and Roman Polanski and what happened here. Even though and, and feet. this movie... Yeah, there are not a lot of feet in this movie. Um, th- this movie obviously, like, changes history it does not play out the way it did so i made them right. do research about what have you seen this or not no uh i've seen some tarantino movies though and uh that is certainly a thing that he will do right yeah he did that in with uh with hitler hitler's yeah. death and he did that in django unchained around slavery similarly he's changed history here to be a happy ending whereas in real life it was very much not a happy ending hmm. um so I made them research the the actual history and talk about why he made certain directorial authorship choices about changing history and what what that buys us and Roman Polanski and the separating you know the Weinstein Company who is of course this is the first movie that Tarantino has made without Harvey Weinstein oh, and right. 
separating uh, an artist from their art and all sorts of big complicated questions about systemic abuse in the film industry and their own complacency when they spend <laughs> their money on these sorts of things. I was basically like, hey, like, congrats, kids. You're adults now. We get to learn about the way the real world works, and it sucks. Hmm. And you're a part of it, and you're like, your money buys it, pays for it. So how do you feel about that? Uh, it was obviously much more nuanced than that, but, like, that's <laughs> what I've been trying to work through with them. And I use this movie as the tool for that. Um, I enjoyed this movie a lot until the ending 10 minutes. I did not did not love the ending of this movie. Uh, I understand why somebody would like the ending to this movie a lot, but it did not, uh, did not play for me. This is a two hour, this movie is like two, two hours and 40 minutes long. It is a long movie. Yeah, I did not well. feel the length, did not feel long to me. Probably helped that I watched it over multiple classes and not all in one sitting. But it really felt like the ending was off the rails. And I, I know that it wasn't off the rails. It made sense, but... I don't, it just it just felt like the ending to a different movie. Um, it's not a typical Tarantino movie. It's not like blood and guts and gore all over the place. It is mm-hmm. very much like a sentimental, nostalgic look at the way Hollywood was in the late '60s, early '70s. And then I watched actually watched this this morning, uh, Silent Green, which I had never seen before. I know I knew about Silent Green. I guess it's like one of the most spoiled movies of all time. Everybody knows. <laughs> what the twist of Soylent Green is, but I never actually watched it. And this is similarly a movie that I, I, I didn't dislike it, but I sat there the whole time going, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, wow, this movie is like really sexist. And then I was like, oh no, this movie is not sexist. This movie is just like deeply conservative and the sexism comes with the territory. Hmm. Uh, there are a lot, lot of violence against women in this movie. A lot of, lot of ladies just getting beat up. Slapped and punched and crap. Wow. Uh, yeah. I uh, said in the year 2022, so <laughs> they didn't quite we get still it have right. Time. Yeah, I, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was funny that it was like set in 2022, and then he turns on the TV and it's a super super old school CRT, and I was like, eh, I mean, I guess that's what they had in 1973 or whatever this movie came out. Why would so they like they had a flat screen? Yeah, that was what surprised me. Well, it. They thought that nothing would change because it's a future where the technology, like manufacturing in the world is just like broken down. Nothing works anymore. Mm. So like they're running on the old tech they have. I, I, I would say like, it. what? I guess I've never seen it. I've just, just know all about it. Yeah. I know the twist and I assume that I. I was really shocked how politically conservative this movie was. It was I a real, real surprise. Yeah. Well, I feel like you usually, science fiction tends to lean uh, left, generally. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not always the case. Look at our friend uh, Ender's Game, right? But <laughs> that, that's just like my, my feeling is that the... Tr- so here, it's weird, right? Because science fiction is like a very conservative genre when it comes to historically... Who gets like, to write it. Who gets to <laughs> write it, right? But in... In many ways, it ha- it is a forward-looking, t- generally left-leaning story mm-hmm. delivery. Um, although, like, not maybe not left by today's standards, but I feel like even by the standards of the time when this movie came out, this feels very conservative to me. Anyway, I- I'm glad I watched it. You know, it's a it's a pop culture classic, mm-hmm. but uh, it was it was a shock. Chase it down with, uh, um, shoot. I mean, it stars Charlton Heston, right? Noted liberal Charlton Heston. So maybe I shouldn't be so surprised. Um, yeah, and so that's what my haps be. You want to talk about some game? Shoot, what was that horrible B movie? Uh, B, B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Plan... Plan nine. Plan nine from, from outer space. space. Plan nine from outer space. There it is. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even remember anything about that. I watched that, and it was just it, that was an experience, but I don't remember a single thing about it. Sorry to hear it. You want to talk about some games? Yeah, let's talk about some games. All right, all right, all right, all right. 
Thanks. Talk about some games. M- Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh wait, no, I did. Uh, I, I've got a. I am still not caught up to four or five years ago when we merged books back into halves. Oh, did you read a book? I did. I am reading How Long Until Black Future Month by N.K. Jemison, which was oh, a birthday gift. that wasn't a question. I thought that that was the thing that you wrote in your books. Because <laughs> it's just, how long until Black Future Month, comma, N.K. Jemison? <laughs> well, were... Jemison. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a collection of short stories by N.K. Jemison. And, that is uh, a good name for a collection of, sh- of short stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of them are, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very much a fan of this author. And uh, it's it's very I'm I'm also a person who really likes seeing like first drafts of things, so I can like chart out the the progress and see what decisions were made. And uh, a bunch of these, or I mean, I guess two of them uh, at the point that I'm in, uh, um, as far as I've gotten through, uh, are um, uh, are are what were greatly expanded to be entire novels. Uh, and that's that is uh that's something that I uh, am into. Um, I guess what I'm m- more interested to see would be uh, to eventually read a novel that was based on one of these short stories, having read the short story first instead of uh, the novel first. Um, anyway, uh, good stuff, obviously uh very um what's the word definitely ties into what we were saying about uh who gets to write who gets to write this is this is um this is this is this is a story about uh somebody breaking into a very rigid um circle of i don't know publishing writing um and this, uh, the, these short stories are where that started. Um, there's one, there's one that's really good that I like a whole lot that I don't think would expand well into a novel uh, about uh, um, about drawing similarities uh, between cooking and magic, um, and that's it's really cool. And it was also very well written. Um, maybe by the next time we record a podcast i will have in a week and a half read some more of uh some more of these short stories um i'm uh, i'm working too slowly savoring it now let's talk about some games yeah what games have you been playing i have been playing among us which it feels weird that to think that i have not talked about this game on the podcast well, it's just Werewolf or Mafia, right? That's the video game. Yes. Um, there are some very important changes that I think... Uh, yeah, it happens in one night and it is an ultimate werewolf. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is a variation of that type of game. The So the original, I mean, original, a werewolf, uh, when you're eliminated, you just leave the room. There's nothing for you to do here anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then every round, somebody is voted out. Well, is that true? Is it true? That, because if it's a werewolf, you turn into a werewolf. If it's a mafia, you're eliminated, right? Hmm. I mean, you become part of the voting block. Not that it matters, real- realistically. I don't um, know. Do werewolves turn werewolves into more of themselves? In the... I mean, I guess in in One Night Ultimate Werewolf... Because um, well, it's, it's only just, one night. It's just win or lose. Um, right. But I was under the impression that the, the, the longer... One was uh, as elimination. Anyway, oh. uh, in this one, uh, when you die, you turn into a ghost and you still do your, uh, your your tasks. Also, instead of like your 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 tasks being your um, uh, profession, like I don't know, you had the the masons and the 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 I don't know innkeeper or whatever. Now you actually you've got everyone has a bunch of tasks that are like run around and play these micro mini games. Wait, I just I was just looking on Wikipedia about the history of the mafia. Like we just know the exact person that created mafia apparently. Oh, His I name is Dmitry Davidoff. It grew somehow. And apparently Andrew Plotkin was the one who gave it a werewolf theme. 
Hmm. And like, oh wait, I know that guy. Like, I work with him. He's on the Nariscope committee with me. Whoa. He's a... That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that he uh, that he made it into Werewolf. So Mafia predates Werewolf. Mm-hmm. I kind of assumed that, but I don't know why. I think Mafia is a better theme than Werewolf, personally, but apparently he disagrees. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, so, Andrew. I, I talked to you this morning. I should have brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in Among Us, you've uh, you've got a video game. Uh, it's on your phone or your computer or whatever. Um, everyone has stuff to do all the time, uh, and if the crewmates finish all of their tasks, they just win. Um, yeah. And if uh, if if enough if enough of them get eliminated that the imposters uh, can force a vote uh, in their favor. Uh, the the imposters win. Yeah. Um, and there are a whole bunch of knobs that you can turn to keep things fresh, which I think is also a very important uh, piece of its uh, longevity, which, you know, it's been going for weeks. And Fall Guys was on top of the internet for like, a couple of days. <laughs> no, it was a couple of weeks. I think yeah. Fall Guys was like three or four weeks. Mm. Um, just uh, shout out to shout out to All Father Productions contractor Mythalore, who <laughs> worked on Fall Guys. Nice. Um, Good job, m- my dudes. Oh, also, Among Us is free, so the the entry. Uh, yeah. Barrier. So was Fall Guys. Not at all. Is it? I thought it was. Uh... I, I, I was like, okay, today is the day I'm going to hop onto this bandwagon. Some people in the Slack are playing it. I'm going to... Uh, and then it was just like 20 bucks or something. And I thought, ah, I don't... It was 20 bucks, if, but it was given out free if you had a PlayStation Plus subscription on, oh. uh, on launch day. It was just a, like, oh. hey, day one, free. Thanks for being a subscriber. I do not have that. Yeah, it... I, you know what? It gave me Fall Guys, so I yep. I only paid forty bucks for it, so that's half the price justified right there. Is there an explanation for why the Fall Guys characters and the Among Us characters are just the same creatures? They're, well, they're not. They're not. Uh, the Fall Guys characters are like potatoes, and <laughs> the Among Us guys are dudes in spacesuits, uh... which, which uh, obscures their body shape. I mean they. They, they all are. There was a... I saw the official piece of art for Fall Guys characters. Uh, the, the anatomy of a, a Fall Guys unit, which just had this horribly misshapen yep. skeleton. Yep. <laughs> With, like, really, really long eye stalks. To... Well, I don't think that that was official. I believe that was fan art that they said, this is canon now. Yeah. <laughs> right. They've been, doing, they've been doing a lot of that. Hmm. I mean, they also were like, if this tweet gets... <laughs> 10,000 retweets will delete the yellow team. And then they, then they were like, oh, I guess we got to do that now. So <laughs> Fall Guys Fall Guys has been, uh, you know, I played, actually played Fall Guys. Like I was one of the people who played it. I played yeah. it for like, I don't know, a day. I played a couple sessions. And I was like, okay, I can see why this got super popular. This game is not for me. Hmm. Um, it was like amusing enough, but I could not imagine playing hundreds of rounds of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you played anything else? Uh, yes, Genshin Impact, of course. I think well, probably we all was had. not out last time. Yeah, well, not out last time we were podcasting. Hmm. Um, everyone, it's a, it's, a cl- it's a Breath of the Wild clone. It is a Breath of the Wild. It's it's a it's a it's a cooperative multiplayer Breath of the Wild. Gotcha. No, nominally, nominally cooperative, right? It's, like it's, a lot of it can't be played co-op. I was surprised you could play everything but the main quest line. Yeah. Uh, but like and dungeons, right? You have to do dungeons solo or nope, something. Nope, nope. Uh, like once somebody's in your world, you can just go around and do all of the content. You just can't like. Does it not save progress for them? There was some catch for that, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think there is one class of quest where only the party leader gets the progress or something like that. Or that no, sucks. you know what? I, I think. That might have just been me misreading the the thing that like you, you just can't do uh, main plot progression mm-hmm. while people are in your world. Okay. The NPCs are just like, come talk to me later. Yeah. Um, anyway, not I'm not into this game. I know you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Magic started playing today. 
Yeah, we've got like two sides in our Slack right now. <laughs> we've, we've people who the... are playing Genshin Impact and people who haven't started playing Genshin Impact yet. No, because I, I did start it. <laughs> I, I played it like before a lot of you. Um, mm. I just was like didn't stick with it. And I want that like we've got people who are affirmatively not playing Genshin Impact versus people who are very into Genshin Impact. I think you're Although, the only one. I'm the only one? You're the only that one. That has played it. The only one what? Who is against Genshin. I'm not against Genshin. I just don't have the time for a game that requires mm. this much commitment. Uh, we had this discussion yesterday and Mark kept saying, no, no, I'm the one who is against Genshin. Justin doesn't have anything wrong with it. <laughs> uh, and Nord said that they are not playing either because of the gotcha. Mm. So they're like, they're, they're and I think I, 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 Mar was here today and Mar said that they have stopped playing Genshin, basically. Aw. There's a thing I haven't logged in in like five days. Hmm. Same with Dragalia Lost, though, I feel. No, Mar has put hours and hours into Dragalia Lost. Yeah? In the past 24 like hours, they... yes. Oh, yeah, because Volk is up, right? Is that yeah. still double? Anyway, that's not, that is yep, not, today. that doesn't need today, to be. Today, yes. Ends um, today. All right, maybe I'll have that running while I am asleep. Yep. Um, video games. How about you? What video? Or do you want to like? Do you want to do you want to talk about what Genshin Impact does? But it's it's an unbounded gotcha Breath of the Wild clone. Yeah, it is very very clearly influenced by Breath of the Wild, which like it's, it is both just, in the gameplay and like in direct lifts of the music. Oh, I think I heard about that. I, I linked the two tr the track from Genshin and then the track from Breath of the Wild and it is clearly just a lift. Hmm. It's not even attempting to hide what it is doing. You remember but, that uh, fair, that fair that enough. Zelda song that is just the other Zelda song, but all of the notes are inverted. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> that was really good. Yep. It was good because it made a good song in and of itself. Mm. That was that was the key. Was that it? It was a good music track on its own merits. Is there a tiny circus in uh, in your house? There is a, an ice cream truck outside. Oh. Ice cream yep. in November, in, in October. Yeah, it's yeah. 90 degrees out. I know, I know. It's just... And there's a disconnect there. Um, it's just playing Turkey in the Straw on loop. I live with this. <laughs> it parks outside all day, every day. <laughs> I hate it. Just waiting for you. It's because it's because I live across from a playground, and there are always kids there. Hmm. It's like you know that's actually like nice. It's a nice symbol that you're have that is a playground in your neighborhood that's always full of kids. It means you live in a safe neighborhood. But I hate that the ice cream truck is always there blaring "Turkey in the Straw." I wish it would get a new song. <laughs> How about "Turkey in the Straw" but all the notes are inverted? I don't know. Is that a, well? It wasn't that it was inverted. It was that it was backwards. backwards yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, reading so, yeah. your list, uh, I I also played a few games of Mario Thirty Five, which is just a very excellent version of the thing that it is. Yeah, it's it, 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 how good are you at Mario? Basically, yep. I got to the top two or three, and then I was like, eh, good enough. Ah, yeah, I got uh, third place. Um, I'm probably going to. Play some more of that. There's an event going on right now, I think. Hmm. I saw like they've swapped up. They've swapped up out the levels that are in the rotation mm -hmm. or something like that. I think um, like World Three is now in the in now in the pool. Nice. It's kind of a bummer that this is just like a lit thing that's gonna go away in a couple months forever. Is it? I thought it was just not gonna be available for. I guess it's not. No, they're taking the servers down. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Which is why I wanted to play it. I was like, oh, hmm. Yep. So it's uh, it's Tetris 99, but uh, there are 35 people playing Super Mario Bros. 1. Yep. And yep. Uh, every time you kill an enemy, it gets warped to somebody else's screen. Uh, and they just have to, like, it just, it, it gets dropped into the level ahead of them. They just have to deal with that. I've seen some funny interactions where, like, somebody's on a water level and somebody who is not on a water level just starts getting fish <laughs> yeah i i got to a point where i started one one because it loops the levels it's not every level yeah and uh the first where the where the first goomba normally is were just two bowsers and i was like okay. yep 
<laughs> yep. And there's no way to beat them unless you've got firepower there because there's no axe. Yeah. No bridge, yep. no axe, no uh, no lava. You just got to run past them. Yep. Um, or... Yeah, I was like, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> Seems... It's one Koopa shell. You can kick one Koopa shell into them, but then the Koopa shell stops. Yeah. Instead of just like rushing through. Uh, star power works and then like eight or something uh, uh, fireballs. We'll yeah. take out one ghost Bowser. Very and then it'll, uh, it, those just keep going. They, uh, they yeah, keep going. They pile up. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, because uh, killing a ghost doesn't remove it. It just sends it to another person's game. So you'll just get a, a stack of enemies, 5,000. Like, it looks like a goofy Mario Maker level. Yeah, it does. But it's... Uh, uh, they remade it. I was reading about this. They remade it because in the original, uh, the, 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 the bounce detection, mm-hmm. uh, somebody wrote a program to learn how to play Mario. And one of the things it did was just like, at this one pit, it was just like dive down into the pit, uh, but like one frame before hitting the, the 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 death line, a Goomba dropped in on them. Um, so there was an overlap of hitboxes, but since Mario was descending, it counted as Mario jumping on the Goomba, uh, and then right. Mario just bounced out of the pit and kept running, and that was yeah, like I saw that. That was like uh, you know one thousandth of a second faster than just jumping over the pit but since it was optimizing time or whatever uh Mm -hmm. came up with some nonsense like that uh and in this one they uh since they recreated all of the code from scratch they did not emulate that part so uh, don't be jumping down pits it's not exactly the same some of the level layouts have slightly altered brick placement it's not yeah did you see an explanation for that uh no i'm guessing it's just... just because it there are some sequences that would be impossible to get through with enemy placement if they didn't like make the gaps that you can jump through slightly bigger. Mm. I mean, I've still seen places that are impossible to get through unless you've got a power up. I don't like, know. Like a, a, a piranha we should, plant. We should or... ask. We should ask friend of the show Shigeru Miyamoto, <laughs> who clearly knows the answer. Yeah, come on by. Uh, you're always welcome on the podcast. Oh uh, wait, wait, no, he's he's here right now. <laughs> He's, he's telling me the answer. Hold on. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> hmm. well. He says, uh, hello, my name is Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> and I made Mario. Okay, he's gone. That was his statement. <laughs> that answers your question. What else have you been playing aside from uh, Mario 35? I, played, I did actually play some of Mario Sunshine in the Mario 3D collection and boy um i know people complain about the controls in this game being part of the problem but i think the controls on the switch version are significantly worse than on the gamecube version and i tried plugging a gamecube Hmm. controller in but they don't let you remap the controls so you can't even use it because the gamecube controller doesn't have two z buttons it only has one and they've remapped all the controls and if it just let me remap the controls on the switch to how they were on the gamecube i would be fine and it is very difficult for me mm-hmm. to play this game. I kind of just wanted to go back and play the original on the GameCube because of not only is this game just letterboxed, like that's how they made it widescreen was they zoomed it in and letterboxed it. But mm-hmm. I cannot get the controls because I'm so used to playing on the GameCube and I think that the Switch controls are much worse. And somebody's going to be like, no, no, the controls have always been terrible. But like, no, they haven't. I plugged in a GameCube controller and was immediately able to be fine until I needed to use the one button that the GameCube controller doesn't have and then it didn't work. Mm. Hmm. And the fact that it doesn't support the GameCube controller is baffling to me. That is that is pretty weird, Like, yeah. the Switch supports the GameCube controller, but this game does not, despite being a port of a GameCube game. You guys were talking about it in the Slack. Does it still... If you're using a GameCube, GameCube controller, does it let you use the, the variable uh, nope. triggers? Nope. Hmm. That's part of the, prob- well, part of the problem. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know why. It's a baffling choice. Um, I played hmm. Trace Memory. Uh, did you ever play mm-hmm. Trace Memory? Is it a DS game? The kid with the white yes. hair? Yes. That's the one. Detective um, game? Uh, known as another code in every region other than the United States. So I will refer to it henceforth as another code. <laughs> another code. Because um, <laughs> I also have the sequel, which I haven't started yet, which is only came out in Europe and Japan, and thus is only called hmm. another code. Cool. So 
Uh, this is a game you play as a, a 14, 13, 14 year old girl, something like that, named Ashley Robbins. Her parents have mysteriously gone missing. She gets a letter from her father saying, I'm waiting for you on this island. And she goes off with her aunt in search of her father. You have to solve a bunch of mystery puzzles. The first sec of which was pretty good and then rapidly goes downhill. This game is also hmm. fe- blessedly only four hours long. <laughs> so the fact that I paid like 10 bucks for it, totally fine. If I had paid $40 for this at when I was like 15 in 2005 and been done with it in four hours, I would have been furious. Like mm. it was the perfect length. I was it like, it, I was like, this game is wearing out its welcome just as I was reaching the end. It is a very much like a tech demo of what the DS can hmm. do. It's from the developer Sing, C-I-N-G, which is no longer in operation, unfortunately. I really like Sing. I, they also made a Hotel Dusk, if you ever played that. One of the best DS games, straight out. Okay, I was going to ask, is Trace Memory, um, is that the one where you hold it in uh, portrait mode? Uh, you mean book, for like like a book? <laughs> You're a, you're a gumshoe? Yes. A, you're, you're a, a motel yes, detective. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Hotel Dusk, fantastic game. Uh, I really want hmm. to play the sequel, which also does was it, Europe only. Does yeah, it exist? Japan and Europe only. Oh, okay. they, so, for some reason, Nintendo of Europe was totally willing to localize same games, and uh, Nintendo of America was not. So they all got translated. You can import them, and they are in English. Just... Hmm. Um, they also did Little King Story, which I remember people really liking on Wii. But I did not get around to that one. Uh, anyway, they are now defunct. Uh, I had to have that. Haven't mm. started the the Wii one yet. I don't know if it's any good. This one. I hope it is better than this one. The localization is also really weird because they mm-hmm. they changed the name to Trace Memory, which made them change the character who is named another to Trace. So you could buy this game in English from Europe and it will have a more accurate translation except for the character. Ashley talks like she's British and says like when she is not because she is an American teen from like New Orleans or something or Seattle. Or you could buy it in English and get the more Americanized, like a more accurate to how an American teen would act character even though that's not how she actually acts because the Japanese people didn't know how to write her, but all the names are changed. So there is no, like, good, good localization of this game. There are only hmm. perfectly serviceable localizations. I solved all, solved almost all the puzzles myself. I got the bad ending, because it, I this is, it is trivial to get the bad ending in this game, because there are a million things you can miss, and if you miss even one of them out of, like, 40 things, then you get the bad ending. And the good ending and the bad ending are differentiated by, like, three lines of dialogue. So I did not go back and play through it again. No. Yeah. I, it, was, it was interesting. It's about memories and what is how, how falsification of memories. Um, hmm. I played... Uh, I've played the first two cases of The Great Ace Attorney, which is a spinoff of the Ace Attorney franchise, the Phoenix Wright games. Mm-hmm. It is a prequel sub-franchise set in the late 1800s, just as Japan has, you know, it's been open for a while, uh, and it is modernizing its legal system. And you play as, uh, uh, what is his name, Ryuzuki Naruhodo, who is a, <laughs> not, not a lawyer. He is just a, just a normal student who gets dragged into caper after caper alongside noted detective Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, it, the Sherlock Holmes sequences of this are incredible. Like, they are so much fun because uh, Sherlock Holmes is a master of deduction. He looks at, you know, he'll look at a scene and reconstruct exactly what happened there through minute mm-hmm. observation. But his, his observations are always impeccable and his conclusions are always incredibly wrong. So, <laughs> so he'll like do up, like, you'll be in the room with him and you'll be, and he'll do his like parlor room. Well, you see, this, and then this, and then this, therefore this, this, therefore this, and it'll be like, the game is afoot, and and lay all that out. (laughs) 
And then you'll have your hold it, Mr. Holmes sequence where (laughs) you take all of the evidence and observations that he has so rapidly assembled and reassemble them into something coherent. And then the (laughs) two of you will like do your detective pose together and it will be like elementary. It is, it is (laughs) a very, very good, like he is always wrong, but he is always 90% of the way there. (laughs) Um, That's, that's, some good structuring. What was the uh, what was the Sherlock Holmes movie where Holmes was a a dunce? I don't and know. Watson was always the the, the one. Was this the one with the creepy Watson? And... No, that no, was that a Frogwares was... game, right? Yeah, this was a movie from like the nineties. This is not the one with Robert Downey Jr. No, no, like nineties. Without a clue. Without a okay. clue. So anyway, uh, so Watson is dead in this one. That's the first case that you have to investigate. Mm-hmm. Watson is is assassinated. You have to determine oh, determine no. what happened. Um, For being too creepy. Yeah, he's a he's he's a visiting professor at the university that the main character goes to, and the main character is framed for his murder, and you have to acquit yourself. Mm. Um, yeah, Sherlock Holmes is, is a hilarious goofball in this game. I I really enjoy it. It, it is. It is definitely better if you have familiarity with the original Sherlock Holmes stories because you'll be like, ah, I know this story. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> There's one where Sherlock Holmes' incorrect deduction is the literal events of what the original story was. And if he had been in that original story, it would have been correct. But because it's the <laughs> video game one, he's wrong. Uh... Uh, so yeah, there is this This game is only, only came out in Japan. It's available on 3DS or Android. However... Uh, you can import it on 3DS or through the, I guess, Japanese app store. And there is a fan tra- patch that you can just p- apply. It'll run on your 3DS in English. It'll run on your phone in English, either one. Um, so you can just legally purchase this game and then run it in English off of the cartridge, which rules. Hmm. Um, I haven't finished it, but it is great. And I'm play- you know, just playing through a case every every couple of days or whatever. Played Resident Evil 2 Remake. Didn't love this game. I've never finished a Resident Evil game, so I was like, okay, I own this one. I'm going to play through it, because Resident Evil 8 looks super cool. It's the first one that I've looked at and been like, wow, that looks like a great game that I want to play. Um, I don't have anything good to say about this game. I don't have anything bad to say about it. It just kind of was. It went off the rails in the second half. It got really tedious and boring. It never was scary. Hmm. I think it would have been a better game if it didn't have any zombies in it. Like, if it had just been a big puzzle mansion to solve that would have been a vastly more enjoyable game i don't know mm-hmm. i i i'm on the second playthrough now for the for the resident evil aficionados i did my first play on as leon uh i i started the claire playthrough i have not finished the claire playthrough i do not think i will finish the claire playthrough uh because it just wasn't wasn't gravity i did start playing resident evil 4 which is just a totally different game like resident evil 2 i had to worry i was always out of bullets i was never sure whether i would have enough health to get me through to the next segment like i frequently had no way of fighting back because i had run out of ammunition resident evil 4 is just a just a third person shooter like anytime i get close to Mm. running out of ammo these Eastern European villagers drop like 50 more bullets. And I'm like, oh, okay, just gonna keep, just gonna keep <laughs> shooting. Then it's way clunkier, but mm-hmm. it's because uh, in Resident Evil 2, it's, they, they finally got to the point where you could move and shoot at the same time. 4 was not there yet. <laughs> Although 4 did not have tank controls. 4, so uh, the way I, f- I feel like 4 and 2 Remake are very close in quality. And that so what that says one of two things because I regularly heard four referred to as like one of the greatest games ever made. I've been hearing this since it came out, just like it's a masterpiece. So it means that four has either not aged that gracefully and is now just like yeah, it's a fine game. It's not great. It's not terrible. Or two is terrible. One of those two. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe the first one, but I really don't know because I didn't play four when it was new. Um. Played ro- uh, Robotics Notes. Haven't finished it. It's the latest mm-hmm. in the, the science adventure series that came out a little finally in English. Robotics Notes Elite and Robotics Notes Dash. Get both of them on one cartridge. It's great. Uh, cartridge? Oh, they yep, they're on Switch. On Switch. Nice. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it's about building a Gundam. Also, there's a Ooh. conspiracy. 
So if, if you liked prior science adventure games, if you liked <laughs> Daru the super hacker and the mad scientist Hoho and Kyoma and the rest of the gang, maybe these games are for you. I need to play uh, Chaos, Chaos, Chaos Head first. No, you don't need to play Chaos Head first. <laughs> you, you, sh- you should play Chaos Child first because that is a good game. But hmm. uh, this game came out, Robotics Notes came out before Chaos Child. Robotics Notes came out before Steins Gate Zero. Robotics Notes was the third science adventure game they put out. It's not the third one they got local. Hmm. They were they were localizing them in franchise order, not in release order. Nice. So you don't need to have played Chaos Child to understand Robotics Notes. I think you, you're supposed to have played it to get Robotics Notes Dash. But Chaos Child mm-hmm. is just really good. So, like, it should be played on its own merits, not as a prerequisite for playing something else. I think, so far, Chaos Child is a better game than Robotics Notes. We'll see. Hmm. I'm still early. It's still early, you know? I still haven't hit any major twists. And then the last game that I want to talk about is uh, the game of the year, 2020, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim from Vanillaware. Mm-hmm. This game is uh, the best game that's come out this year. It has the best art that in any game that has come out this year, and okay, some of the best writing, and some totally serviceable gameplay. With uh, the <laughs> game, the gameplay absolutely gets the job done. It is incredibly tightly designed. All of the different systems feed into all of the other systems in a way that is really satisfying. Um, okay. But, but it, like, a lot of the actual play is just, like, walking around in a side-scrolling level and talking to NPCs to advance the story. It's not... Mm-hmm. The, the, the individual segments of play of any one mode of the game is nothing novel. The way that they all feed into each other is incredibly satisfying. Um, hmm. The closest thing that I could compare it to, even though the gameplay is completely different is how in Persona you have to level up your social links because that will power up your Personas so that you can advance further in the RPG segments, which you need to do to level up your stats because that's the way that you will be able to summon new Personas, which let you more quickly advance your social links, right? Like, it's a, it's, it's a big loop. Mm-hmm. Um, there are This has multiple different... Ver- like, it's not just a, a two-mode thing. There are three different modes, and all every both mode yeah you know, the two modes feed into the third mode every every mode feeds into the other two modes basically um absolutely play this game i will see what i can like, do like i don't mean you specifically if you like how how do you feel about giant robots <laughs> i i I like them in theory. How do you feel about the mecha genre? Um, How do you feel about Neon Genesis Evangelion? uh, Terrible ending. (laughs) Okay. How do you feel about Steins Gate? How about Gurren Lagann? I've never seen Gurren Lagann because I don't like mecha. Uh, How about Razafon? I think Razafon is just straight up a better Evangelion. And you have, because we've had this conversation before. I've never heard of Razafon. How do you spell that? It's uh, R-A-H. Capital X. I found it. E-P-H-O-N. This does not look familiar. It is an Evangelion. This is not an Evangelion, except for in the in the way that it is also... It also has children that pile... I, pilot robot i mean children like high school age students that pilot robots um mm-hmm. but that they, they do not have much in common other than that although they super if you watch it you superficially will. appear to have a lot in common but only superficially um mm-hmm. it has the best running with toast in mouth animation in the video games industry at this point oh you're talking okay you're talking about sentinels yes. now yes Right. Toast in mouth. Yes. Yeah. It is it the best bar none, the best running to school while late with toast in your mouth animation uh, loop in, in this industry. Okay. So um, strong recommend. 13 Sentinels. 
on toast. toast. Uh, if you... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's already an Android. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I it is very difficult to talk about this game without fundamentally spoiling it. It is a game that I'm I am apparently according to the the gameplay ticker 34 35 somewhere in there percent of the way through the game um every time i think i've figured out what's going on it introduces some wild new factor that completely obliterates Hmm. my ability to understand the story so i actually have no idea where it's going i've got a bunch of guesses but every single one of my guesses has been exploded as as I have continued to play. <laughs> so I I like play play this game. That's 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 where it stops. Like I can't talk about it without ruining it. You just gotta play it. All right. And that is the correct response. If you're listening to this, uh, buy buy Thirteen Sentinels and play it. It's not beyond reproach. There are some things that I wish it did differently, but it is absolutely worth your time. And join us on in, in our Slack, which is not a Discord, but thankfully. by uh, backing us on Patreon. Yeah, go to so thank you, Patreon backers. Uh, I I know all of our Patreon backers have gotten their rewards. We hope you enjoy this original art that I uh, definitely did not copy by looking at uh, our game art <laughs> and drawing our characters because I cannot draw them from memory. <laughs> back us on patreon join us on the slack you can get some original signed art uh but yeah thank you uh you, you have patreon.com slash allfather productions uh we're making making yeah. a video game we should uh you know we should have something to show Put out a right? demo. we should have we should have some game to show maybe someday soon that's my hope someday someday if i wait long I enough we're not putting any effort into singing i don't know what you're talking about Uh, Well, this is the dawning of the end of this podcast. (laughs) You want to get in contact with us, go to uh, redpagespodcast.com or email us contact at redpagespodcast.com. Tell me who your favorite Sentinel pilot is and then explain to me why it is Fuyusaka. I don't know if they're the best one. I just that's the only one whose name I can remember. As it turns out, like I don't have problems remembering japanese names but i have problems remembering like 25 japanese names all given to me at the same time Mm. yep that is almost exclusively the way that i uh am introduced to japanese names so like when it was when i play like when i'm reading a visual novel and there's a cast of like four or five people like okay i know who all these people are but there are so Mm. many like there are 13 main characters in this game on top of the npcs and i'm just like i cannot keep keep all their names straight I have trouble. I couldn't even tell you the names of the characters of Rogue One when I walked out of the theater. Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, uh, The robot's name was Wash. Good night. Keep Um, on, Trucklestein. (laughs) 